0: Welcome back to part two of episode 34, the polyvagal theory. Les and I continue this mind-blowing conversation about how we can heal ourselves, how we can heal our chronic pain through the polyvagal theory. Right before part two of this episode was recorded, we had some very interesting technical issues. Listen to Les and I joke about what was going on and then we get right back into our conversation about healing chronic pain through the polyvagal theory. Everyone, I hope you enjoy this. This is for you, for anyone who has chronic pain, substance abuse, or any trauma. Welcome to the How Coronavirus Saved My Life podcast. My name is Christine. I'm a mental health nurse practitioner who got coronavirus in April of 2020 and had long COVID symptoms for months. I couldn't figure out why I wasn't getting better until I healed myself through unwinding my childhood conditioning. This is my story on how coronavirus saved my life and how I healed myself, along with others sharing their own personal stories and how they are navigating through their own healing. Okay. That's so funny. I am telling you Les. right now. We're so aligned because it's our spirit guides, whatever the dimensions we can't see around us because you, I, you like cut out. And then literally I got this thing, alarm things. Then you have someone, you know, from our ring camera, you have someone at the front door. There was nobody at the front door. <laughs> we, we've got we've got people playing jokes on us. Our ancestors. I, I think I think
1: they're trying to let us know that uh, I'm telling you, you are so on the
0: path. I just can't believe it. I thank you so much. Um, yeah, That's I'm yeah, so excited. This is great. Um, okay, so we talked about the polyvagal theory. One thing that you talked about in your your presentation, um, chronic pain through the lens of the polyvagal theory, is you talked about how we have our body responds to three worlds are, what is it, external, internal, and in between? Do I have it uh, right? So
1: inside, outside, in between.
0: Yes. Can you, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So basically, and that's what the polyvagal theory is. It's the science of feeling safe. And so when you don't feel safe inside, outside, or in between, it activates the autonomic nervous system into a state of fight or flight. And, uh, and again, as I mentioned, when you cannot fight or flee from something in your life, thought and emotional sensation work stress finances poor relationships difficult bosses or colleagues or just children in general so all that life stuff when we cannot fight it basically starts to produce symptoms in us we tend to notice more flare-ups we tend to notice that we have more urges um and all those things and we notice depression and and, you know just all that uh, mental health stuff and so what what i'm saying is that the brain or the nervous system is basically the brain and the body is what we're calling all the nerves in between is called the nervous system. It's basically trying to answer one question. Am I safe or not? Mm. And that's what this is about. Am I safe or not with my thoughts? Do I know, do I have the skills to respond to my thoughts and emotions and physical sensations? Do I have the skills to deal with an overstimulating environment? Kind of like what you've been talking about as far as the um, drive through and all the social media. Am I safe or not with the person I love who I'm actually involved with, or with my children or my friends or my family? So basically, the three worlds, the nervous system, and I want to, this might surprise the audience. I know it surprised me when I got the data on this. Believe it or not, when you meet someone in half a second, not a second, but a millisecond, all, your brain's made a decision whether they're safe or not. And then you, your brain starts to scan for their facial expressions, their tone of voice, their attitudes. Like, you know, like just even when they're looking at you, they're looking down. Your brain already, beyond those seconds, have made a decision: not safe. But in half a second, when you walk by someone, notice what your body feels like. Your decision is your brain has made a decision. So your brain, your nervous system, that is, is scanning the three worlds inside, outside, in between, and asking one proverbial wow. question am I safe or not oh my
0: gosh that's so fascinating um because when I was started doing my work and stuff I know I was I was always in a rush always never had enough time you know and um when I started kind of like looking at quantum physics and about the, you know the concept of time and stuff so I started saying I have all the time in the world But when I would start getting back into that rush and I want to start dropping things, that's definitely my clue. Like, I don't feel like I'm safe. I don't feel like my, when I read something about the brain's job is to keep you safe. It doesn't care if you're happy. It could care less. It's brains. But the thing is, it thinks there's a line in the room still when there's not. And so you have to reprogram it and and teach recondition stuff, you know, from childhood and things and all kinds of things. But what I would do is I would stop when I would start rushing and dropping stuff. That's like my clue to stop. Don't move forward. Stop. And I yeah. would literally say out loud, I am safe. I am safe. I am safe. I just, I love that. I I just, oh, it's just so beautiful. Um, that I just love it. So, so, and, and you were talking about, uh, people like we're around people. So, when I got divorced, I took a whole year off for myself to really just find my own worthiness and, and heal because I knew I'm going to probably go attract the same person I go date before, you know? And what's funny is when I started dating, I started dating the type of person I would date in high school and but it was like never working out and then I was like in a a brief relationship and I was reading something about the dysregulated nervous system and how you can't trust your like attraction to people because it's your dysregulated nervous system which is from childhood and you can't trust it and I was like huh And so then I was brushing my teeth less. And I started thinking about the guy that I was, you know, wasn't being consistent and all this stuff. And I started breathing fast. I said, Oh my gosh, my nervous system is dysregulated. Just thinking about him. Then I went to the grocery store and there was a guy there that was very similar to that type. And I started breathing fast again. And I was like, what is this?
1: Wow. I go
0: to another store, same type of guy. And I said, okay, what is this? And so as I started driving home and I I just I said show me what it is and then I realized it was like some trauma from yeah. you know having sex at an early age and all this stuff trying to get my needs met with that same type of guy. Yeah. And I was floored cuz it really is true, you know, we are dysregulated nervous system that attraction, those kinds of things, you can't yeah. trust it, it's not true. If they say but it's not. It is. And we
1: have a saying and I have a saying in psychotherapy and training residents to to say this it's weird. You you said it beautifully. It, it is the nervous system and it's asking, am I safe or not? How about we put it into practical sense a statement here? Uh, we gravitate towards what we're most familiar with. So that's an, an unconscious process through the nervous system. Mm-hmm. The nervous system, as you know, very well as a medical professional and also someone who is, like I said, you're very intuitive. You're You're really kind of what we call a true healer in the sense that mm-hmm. you're not just because you're trained medically, but you're also bringing psychology. You're bringing a greater transcendence, a greater sense of, I don't know, but there is. Yeah, uh, And so you're really bridging a lot of different um, mechanisms. Yeah, and, and that truly is a healer. Someone who is open, someone who's rigid and closed doesn't quite get this. But what you're describing with the relationships is exactly what happens to us in 80, 90% of our daily life. Everything is automated because it's based, the brain basis of decisions and reactions on the past This is why the past frequently shows up in the present. The polyvagal basically says this, that when your nervous system senses danger, it lets the past. So the reason we have bad feelings and breath, all of that somatic sensations of five senses gets activated when the past Mm -hmm. shows up in the present. So your breathing is a simple one, right? So you notice that the tactile, the the breathing is unusual. You might Mm -hmm. notice your pupils may get dilated, just a variety of different changes. It's because your brain says, me, no safe. And at that point, you have, check this out, you have 90 seconds, 90 seconds to do a corrective emotional experience.
0: What? 90
1: seconds, yes. So when you feel a mood shift or tension shift in you, when I say 90 seconds, if you can grab your surfboards and whether that's an urge for addiction to use, an urge to kind of like, um, I need to just say something which will not be helpful in that moment, or, um, you know. Just anything, so when you feel strongholds of negative thoughts, painful sensations in your body includes emotions and physical pain, when you have something that shows up that's very intense, and yours is a great way is the breathing changes when something has shifted in you, you have ninety seconds mm. if you can do a corrective emotional experience, and you will retrain the
0: brain. Uh. I love that. Wow. That is, that is, that is awesome that I 90 seconds. I love it. Cause like with my techniques of like with anxiety, I always, you know, people, I call it my frenemy anxiety, you yeah, know, because <laughs> I always tell them like, it's, it's, it's there to show you places you need to heal. It's your body's way of purging something. And when we're in childhood, our brain's not developed. So our body's okay. like holding stuff. And, but as our ego brain wants to know why, we're, why this is happening, yeah. you know, like you ever have like a really good day. And then all of a sudden you're like having anxiety out of nowhere, but you don't realize the things that your subconscious have has picked up all day long, you know, Yeah. um, but you know, you know, I'll, I'll tell, you know, what you resist will persist. And so yes. if you're, if you're you know, <laughs> saying, I don't like this anxiety, I can't handle it. Well, you, you won't, and you can't, and you're going to get more. Yep. And so I'll tell, I'll tell clients, cause this is things that have worked for me, you know, um, cause sometimes you don't even realize you're in it until it's like two hours later. And you're like, why am I overthinking and having all this? Like, I'm still, and I'm cleaning like a crazy person. What is happening? You know, and I'm breathing okay. fast. But if if you can't figure it out or it doesn't matter, you don't always need to know the answer. But I'll tell I'll tell people. And if things don't work, if the breathing doesn't work, I'll say, you know what I'll do. And they'll go, what? And I will go, I'll ask for more. <laughs> bring me all the anxiety. Bring me all the anxiety. Bring me all the anxiety. Bring me all the chaos. Bring me all the insert to bring it, and then. And then it goes away because you step into your power, you know, you're not fighting it, you know, you're like surrendering to it because we try to do all these things to try to get rid of it. All of these things, toxic, whatever, it doesn't matter. Instead of just, I mean, even like meditation, like we do all these things instead of just surrender.
1: Yes. I think that's beautifully said And honestly, you, you, just the way you described that is, in chronic pain and trauma and even in addiction, let's just kind of house it everything in one system, which is the nervous system. When we when something difficult shows up, I like to use just I like to use basic things. When a difficult thought, like a negative thought, an old memory shows up, like a flashback or a negative thought that's recurrent, right? Um, when when a difficult thought, difficult emotion, right, shows up. And or a physical sensation that just really grabs you like a panic attack that shows up at pounding chest. When that shows up, you have 90 seconds to have an acrobatical. You're like, oh, my gosh, what if it's not? No, no, just I'm just using this. I'm using science. Brain science shows us that when we have a strong shift inside of us or triggered by something outside of us and we notice this shift in us. 90 seconds is basically, if you can just be with it without trying to do the tug of war. Mm -hmm. Go away, I want good stuff. Mm -hmm. Go away, I want good stuff. I want to get rid of it. When you can stop the tug of war with your mind and body and just be in the middle of the tornado with your technique. Just that as simple, it is very powerful. That take five. Absolutely. One of the techniques I would encourage you and others to do is some people may not be able to hold their breath as long or they don't, they get kind of confused. (laughs) I was working with this This accountant, he's like, uh, numbers, five in, five, four. Uh, no, 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 I can't do that. I'm like, okay. Said, oh, that's that's amazing. <laughs> so, I said, so, I said, so I said to him, it's funny, it always happens. So what I tell them is this, is so in that session, I'm like, can you just take a gentle breath as if you're smelling a rose? Pause. Mm. Now, as you breathe out, can you make the pinwheel move or as if you're blowing dandelions? And all this while, I have them tapping. i love that and so that in of itself is night for 90 seconds if you can do that now someone's like i'm not gonna rub my chest because i'm out in public and so you don't have to do that you can also ground yourself by rubbing your fingers maybe going in a left circle Mm. make it more inconspicuous and if you're on zoom like this if i'm anxious i'll take my hands place them my thigh lefty lucy the brain and the mind has programmed things. Anything that opens often goes, you open a soda bottle or a you know, cat this way, you open a door usually left. And so left often means exiting. So if you take your hands, place it in your thigh, move in a gentle, slow, lefty, loosey, righty, tidy. So move in a left circle on your thighs, very gently and slow your breath down.
0: That is, I love it. And I love how you're, you're not rubbing your chest or tapping your heart. <laughs> exactly. That's but missed. yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah I was yeah. gonna ask you because I mean when people you know when people have had chronic pain they're at their ends rope like they've just had they're so tired of it and they're they're tired of all the surgeries not working all the failed surgeries you know and yeah. then the infections and all that then you know never getting that answer and i assume by the time they get to you they're pretty frustrated right yeah <laughs> yeah and so I'm okay so like so this is my question for you so you i mean by the time they get to you they're just so over it they but yeah. they want something but they you know can't believe anything's going to work how do you like navigate that conversation with someone who like is listening to this saying what this polyvagal a ladder breathing tap in the heart like how do you express that and deliver this this beautiful gift that we have within our bodies how do you convince them? Or how do you yeah. relay that to them? Yeah,
1: I, I treat a lot of physicians just to let you know.
0: Oh, um, interesting.
1: Yeah, I treat a lot of physicians and nurses. Uh, so a lot uh-huh. of medical providers. I love I that. A therapist and a it's really intriguing. And uh, my best one I can explain to you was an orthopedic surgeon, the very person that cuts into you when you have back pain. Um, and so and he basically had some basic herniations, which and again, I call it kisses of time. Um, and so, um, ultimately is he's basically, so how do I do it? I basically don't convince them. I tell them it's okay. I said, so I'll explain to them what the model, my treatment model is, you know, using the polyvagal theory and several different techniques. And, um, and I basically ask them is on a one to 10 scale, where's your belief? And what I just explained, that the mind-body has a connection or the brain-body has a connection. And most physicians go like, yeah, I believe it, but uh 10 being extremely I believe it, they'll say maybe I have about a, a three or a four. And I often tell them what stopped, what needs, to, what do you need to experience? That's so motivational interviewing is what I do. What do you need to experience to have to shift your belief that there is an emotion component to this that if we can dial that down, we can calm your nervous system down, your healing is gonna begin. And I often ask them, what do you need to experience? Not what do you need to do? What do you need to hear? What do you need to experience? And they said, well, if I can feel a shift in it, I'm like, great, can you drop into your breath now? And I will do it with them, tapping the chest. And I said, now I want you to focus on the pain. And I use a technique uh, which has been now recently published last year in September of 2021 in the journal, famous journal, medical journal, which you're familiar with, the audience may not, called JAMA. Journal of American Medical Association, it's kind of like creme de la creme, they published a study called Pain Reprocessing Therapy, PRT. And the technique they use in there is very mindful based that you feel the sensation, notice the size shape of it, um, remind yourself that you're safe and then have a positive uh, feeling associated with it. For example, if you're burning pain in your legs or feet, remember the last time when you were in a hot tub and you were just relaxing that burning, so there's a positive sensation. So ultimately, is I help someone shift their beliefs about why they have pain, not through education, I could educate people till kingdom come, Yeah. but when they experience and then they often go like, oh, so I find I said, how'd you feel when I did the somatic tracking or just have them tap the chest or breathe, they notice sort of a reduction. And then they say, well, it's it's is it better now? They're like, yeah, it's a little bit softer. But they do the YB syndrome. Yes, but. And so like this, it's not going to last. I'm going to get up here and it's going to go away. Everything starts with the beginning and a committed practice to change your nervous system. So I say to them, the best way to change your nervous system is practice. Practice is the drive changer of your nervous system.
0: Uh, You are speaking my language. I love that. I love that. When I after i you know recovered from you know long hauler covid symptoms um i basically i thought i i was burned out in healthcare and all that mm-hmm. stuff and i cut my hours way back and i was like i hate healthcare i want to get out of this and then working prn just basically as needed yeah. float me around i realized oh it wasn't it's not healthcare it was the particular very acute psychiatric unit I was working on where everybody's really aggressive Yeah, and so but returning back to work I I mean I basically sort of reinvented myself because my approach with my clients was different it wasn't just me listening to their story and trying to give them a medication I just (laughs) do it the same way every time now they'll start telling me stuff and I share my story with them yeah and and it it basically just kind of equals out stuff and they're you know because we all put people on pedestals right you know I'm like this is the one is the one with the power you know and you know then you have all kinds of other societal dynamics to it but um you know so you know having that conversation is oh okay and then you know just like kind of with you is they'll ask well, how, how, how do I do this? And I'm just like, it's a daily journey. You do it one step at a time. You do it through one emotion at a time. I tell them your uncomfortable emotions, your reactions to people are your keys to your healing. That's where you're going to heal is through the fear. And I tell them run towards it, run towards it as fast as you can.
1: That's beautiful. I want to mention something beautifully you said there, and the, and the audience may have missed it. Was that what this is part of the polyvagal theory? You know, so there, there are three principles uh, neuroception, which means, am I safe or not? The brain constantly scans inside, outside, and in between.
0: Mm. Neuroception,
1: another concept of the polyvagal theory, which talked about as was the hierarchy of the autonomic nervous system safe, stress, shutdown. But a key component that put porges on the map. Was that when you, the provider? This is the key part. Um, you get such a pleasant way, and you got such uh, a. Let me just say this to you, you're so real. You're Thank, so you. real. You're like, Thank you. Know, you know, yeah, I heard. Yeah, I get scared as opposed to no. Uh, you're wearing a white lab coat, and you know, I have all this knowledge, and you know, and you've got that attitude, as you would say, the ego mind, right? So that attitude we have, that chip on our shoulder. Yeah, that's why I like people to call me less.
0: Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. So, yes. And, uh,
1: and you have a way of presenting. So this is the thing that I'm teaching physicians and a good colleague of mine, David Hanscom, who's a back surgeon um, basically teaches physicians is when you smile at a patient, even though it's difficult, when you actually have eyes of compassion mm-hmm. and your tone of voice is paced and even, and you actually pause more than you actually speak. And you know, you kind of do it. And yes, you're in the healthcare, you got to keep busy. However, yes. Just that few seconds, remember what we talked about? In half a second, they've made a decision whether you're just one of them. They will be biased. They'll see a wide lab coat. They'll have an attitude. They're like, you know, you're just going to talk about medications. And here you are talking about changing your lifestyle, changing how you approach difficult things. You know, you kind of odd. You're a different medical provider. But your smile, your pace, your expression, it's called co-regulation. Mm. We can help another nervous system feel safe by how you show up for them.
0: So that's key. I love that co-regulate. I did not know that's what that was called. I had no idea. I just know that. Doing it. I, I that's doing so it. <laughs> mind-blowing. Less It's just full circle moments. Gosh, yeah. all these circles. Wow, that is just that is mind-blowing. And I love that you're teaching other providers this because. That's definitely missing in healthcare is that co-regulation piece because yeah. you you touched on something. We don't have time. Like that's something I was saying the other day, like, you know, between the emails and the Skype and text yeah. message calls and all the mandatory educational things. Oh, I got to yeah. renew my CPR, you yeah. know, and then we have five mandatory meetings and um, I haven't even talk to one patient and it's 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, where, where does the, we actually, actually get to do patient care, you know? And so yeah. and you have these meetings about metrics and I'm like, why are we not talking about a patient, you know? <laughs> so, it so I just know that that has just, it's shifted the way I approach my treatment yeah. um, because there is this conditioning, you know, with chronic pain and all kinds of things that give me a med, it's going to work, but when you're on five different meds at the max doses, yeah. You know, that's sort of a clue that something needs to shift.
1: Yeah, exactly. And most people don't know how to do this. And I love your simplicity and practicality is it starts somewhere. And it, the breath is always the easiest to start, um, you know, again, so whether you, and if you don't like meditation, that's fine, but give it a go. Try one minute, try 30 seconds, but the breath is always with you. And it is, again, the remote control of the autonomic nervous system. the breath is all
0: the breath is always with you i love that i'm going to use that too thank you so much well les i appreciate you coming on my podcast i would love to do more episodes on this because this is this is truly groundbreaking for people with chronic pain trauma and i mean this is just gonna heal and help so many people that just feel helpless shame all of this stuff and I just your work I'm just I'm so glad that we're aligned right now I'm so glad I reached out to you I'm I'm just have so much gratitude right now Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about chronic pain through the lens of polyvagal theory before we end, can you give our listeners and um, viewers um, where all your, your social media sites and your website and YouTube and stuff?
1: Sure. Absolutely. And just one note to you is um, again, you were, you were on this path already, but you didn't know and you're finally here. I so, just, I just uh, love
0: it. We were yeah. all on that polyvagal path. Like I yeah. had no idea. This is yeah. just so I, <laughs> a great day.
1: Then Fantastic. And for those of you who want to kind of um, connect with me, uh, you can go to Les Aria, and that's A-R-I-A-P-H-D.com. I need to update a few things there, but um, you'll be able to contact me. Another two other, um, uh, three other social media stuff you could is my YouTube channel called Mindfulness, and it's M-Y-N-D-F-U-L-N-E-S-S, Mindfulness Channel. So take a look at that on YouTube. Um, I also have a website for the pain recovery program called MENDA, www.MENDA, M-E-N-D-A.Health. Uh, so take a look at that. And uh, I've started to dabble with Instagram. So um, I'm not one of those young Twitter folks that always put things up, but I've got a couple of messages there, kind of like what you heard today. Some of the messages are there just to remind you. So it's uh, Dr. Les at Dr. Les Aria. Uh, As my handle for uh, Instagram, so there you
0: go. And not to be confused with the Las Vegas hotel, right? (laughs) I
1: tried that when I was in Vegas for the pain conference. They kicked me out. Talking
0: about oh my god, talking about the Vegas nerve. but That's not about Las Vegas. That's funny. Exactly. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And I'm going to have all your information in my show notes so people can um, go find. Paths and tools and techniques to healing. Thank you so much. I appreciate you so much, Les. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Can you believe it? We truly can heal ourselves. Thank you for listening to part two. Check out Les and I's conversation on YouTube under Christine Zethris, Z E T H R A U S. You don't want to miss out on part two of this conversation. Check out me on Instagram under at how coronavirus saved my life. And you can also check out Dr. Les Aria's Minda.Health chronic pain app. Thank you again. And please share any feedback you have. I would love to hear your stories of how you're healing yourself through the polyvagal theory. Bye. Thank you to all the listeners of How Coronavirus Saved My Life podcast. If you want to know more about me and hear crazy family stories, hop on over to the podcast I make with my sister. It's called The Family Burrito. My sister, Jessie, and I made the podcast after our dad died in March of 2021. We did it as a way to heal our childhood wounds. Now we are healing and now we're having a good time. So if you want to hear more stories, crazy sense of humor, and get to know my personality a little bit better, hop on over to The Family Burrito anywhere you get your podcast streaming.